Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. BTOsports.com, you know the you know the deal. Use the code PulpMX when you're checking out. Save yourself money with those guys. We thank them for making this possible. Of course, proud sponsors of the BTO Sports KTM team with Andrew Short and Justin Brayton. And Fox Racing, Foxhead.com, Rocks and Dungy, just a couple of the guys wanting it. 2015 Flex Air stuff out now, global innovation leader in motocross racewear. Fox Racing, Foxhead.com. Normally I don't do more than one or two of these a week, but uh, for this guy, we had to do an emergency pod because uh, what he did this past weekend in uh, at the GNCC in Ohio and then also, too, at the Muddy Creek National in Tennessee was pretty impressive. Wanted to get him on the line and uh, talk to him about doing the double, and uh, it, was a, it was a nice day. Uh, Air Group Rockstar Huskies, Ryan Sipes. What's up, Sipes? Hanging out, man, trying to get stuff cleaned up. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Um, man, what's, what a weekend for you. You did the... the the Muddy Creek National on Saturday, hauled ass to Ohio, did the GNCC. You got third of the GNCC, right? Second. Second. Uh, see, I'm going to fire my stat font, fire my uh, stat guy. And then uh, 12:10 at Muddy Creek Raceway. Um, you're obviously everybody knows you as a as, you know you used to race Supercross and Motocross for a long time. Won some Supercrosses. Always a great rider in the Motocross side. You've switched to GNCCs the last couple of years. I guess when you when the schedules first came out, was this always a plan? This is something you always wanted to do? Uh, no, it was a joke for a long, the longest time. Because <laughs> um, last, I mean, I always liked to do Muddy Creek, and I did it last year, but mm-hmm. it didn't conflict with GNCC. And uh, when the schedule came out, I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, I can't do Muddy Creek this year. And, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of a joke. Well, we could do it. You know, we'd have to be gnarly, but we could do it. And uh, mm-hmm. my buddy Big John. Uh, Big John Knox does security at, at the Nationals and GNCCs. He's like, "Come on, man, you got to do this. You mm-hmm. got to do it. You're, you, you'd be an Iron Man." And right. I'm like, "Oh, come on, you can't. You know, I can't do that." And then it right. kind of just fell together. Um, <laughs> you know, with with it not being that far in between, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I felt like we could pull it off. And uh, you know, then it was, I got to buy a 450. I got to get, you know, get all the, the motor done, suspension. And, and that's a bike that I don't ride a 450 in GNCCs. I ride the 350. Right. So it was like, you know, it's going to be a whole different bike. Um, you know, just putting everything together it was, a, it was a big process, really, getting all the details yeah. lined out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I feel like it was as successful as I could have hoped for. You know, I yeah. would love to have been 10th overall at Muddy Creek, but 12-10, um, you know, for 11th, I can't be mad about it. No, no doubt. Especially like I said, you're not a full time moto guy anymore. Did you did you have a guy that drove two separate places or same same setup for both races and the guy hauled ass from Tennessee to Ohio? How'd that work logistic wise? Uh, 
Well, no, see, um, I leave my rig um, on the road for GNCCs most of the time. So mm-hmm. we'll do a GNCC, and then the next one, if it's sort of on the way home, I'll take it there mm-hmm. or take it to a friend's house and drop it. That way it just keeps the miles off of it and right. you know helps with gas mileage and that. So after the West Virginia GNCC, I took it to Ohio and parked it at the rate where the race is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Muddy Creek, we took a van and trailer. Um, I had my brother go to Ohio and park the rig where it was supposed to be parked, you know, the Thursday <laughs> right. before yep. he drove back. We brought the van to Muddy Creek and then, um, it actually worked out awesome. Air group, my title sponsor, they have a private plane and, um, they flew into Tri-Cities airport there right by Muddy Creek oh, and watched the race. Mm-hmm. After the race, we went to the airport, hopped on the plane and flew to Athens, Ohio, which is right by where the track was. Mm-hmm. That saved me a lot of energy, you know, oh. and then my mechanic, Mike Stryker, uh, he jumped in the van and drove the bikes and everything up to the race so saved me some energy and stuff and uh cool to have a, a sponsor that's cool enough to do that yeah so as usual sipes the mechanic is the real hero here speaking from a oh, former yeah. mechanic. hey my guy <laughs> man i'm telling you he does it all um well that's that yeah that's good now yeah, nice of your guys to have a private play no doubt uh that would help you a lot because yeah. getting getting out on saturday night probably couldn't really happen i would guess from either knoxville or i don't know how much you looked into it but It'd be tough to get out on a on a on a commercial jet. Well, yeah, and it that's not in the private team budget either. <laughs> <laughs> Booking a flight like that, you know, right. it's, uh, that that's not in my. But I, I pretty much, you know, we're a, we're a private team. You know, we have help from a lot of great sponsors, but you know, when the budgets when I do the budgets, I didn't didn't account for that. You mm-hmm. know, so it was um, I definitely wouldn't have done it if not for Air Group. Had you done much moto practice? I mean, you said you, you ride the 350 normally, so did you get out on a moto track, or is it sort of like your normal GNCC prep where you moto anyways? Like, I know some GNCC guys just kind of moto for, for practice. Yeah, normally my weeks are a couple days in the woods and one day on the moto track, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's normally on the 350. Um, I got We didn't get the 450 built until the week before Muddy Creek, so actually I only had two days at home on it. And then I did press day, which so the you know the mm-hmm. day of the national was my fourth day on a 450 for right. since last year, um, so that was different. And suspension, you know, is different. I didn't really, I didn't have any testing time. Um, it was kind of here you go, here's a setting, and you know work with it. And and it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't perfect, but it could have been worse, you know. And we clicked around, and they were really cool with you know helping me get it the best we could, and um, and. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I ride mostly in the woods, but I did get a couple of days on the moto track. And, uh, hey, you've always been a guy that's been in pretty good shape and everything. You know, being uh, charging late in the motos has never been something where you're like, oh, look, at you know, that's never been an issue for you. But this weekend at Muddy Creek, man, the second moto, you were on fire in the last 10 minutes. You were catching and passing dudes like, you know, they're probably like, who is this dude? Oh, it's, it's the woods guy. Oh, it's Sipes. Damn it. And you were just like – like coming up on guys and you just eating them up. It was impressive that last uh, half of that second moto, man. Wow. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh it was funny because the just, you know, the difference between the two. Um you know, GNCC, we go we pretty much go 100% all the time, but in you know, and and riders know what I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. in moto, you're it's it's more than 100% the first three laps. Right. I mean, you're pinning it. You're giving it everything you got plus a, just a couple percent more. Because you gotta you gotta get every spot you can on the first three laps because that's where every everybody kind of shakes down and gets in their spot, 
And then you, you kind of, you know, you might back it off just a tiny bit mm-hmm. because you're, you know, in the middle of the moto, but that intensity really got to me um, at the beginning of the moto. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd start out decent, you know, maybe 12th or whatever, and then I'd get passed by a couple guys, and and, uh, it, that, and I'd get a, you know, my stomach would get all in knots, and I was, <laughs> you know, breathing hard, and I'm just, you know, riding GNCC now, that the intensity is not there compared right. to moto. It's not yeah. even close. And that really, the intensity got to me for the first couple of laps. And then once halfway come around, I mean, that's when you get warmed up for a GNCC, you yeah. know, 15 minutes in. And right. so I started putting my lines together and figuring some stuff out, getting, you know, getting smoother and starting to, you know, I don't know if those guys were getting tired or I was getting better, but it seemed like it was, <laughs> uh, I was definitely better in the last half of the moto, that's for sure. Yeah, guys like Norn, Chisholm, Hall, and they were probably like, what is this dude doing? Beat it. Get out of here. Like, you were just hounding them, catching them from a ways back, passing them, and leaving them behind. And uh, 10th place in the second moto. Yeah, I, I was blown away, man. I thought that was great. Um, yeah, thanks. I was, uh, I, was, I was happy for, mm-hmm. for, you know, that's not what I do full-time now, so I was right. pretty happy with that. How much did you feel the motos on, on, in Ohio at the GNCC? How bad was it, or was it? Uh, man, I, I'll be honest. Sunday morning when I woke up, I was like, holy cow, this is going to be the longest day ever. <laughs> right. And uh, I was just tired. And, you know, we, we now at GNCCs, we can't walk the track until Sunday. Okay. So normally we get up at 7 and we go, you know, bike some of the track or walk it. Right. And I got out. I, I got up at 8, you know, a little later and, and kind of got going. I was just feeling, you know, pretty tired and mm-hmm. got out there and biked a little bit. All of a sudden it got humid and hot. And I started sweating. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. I got to keep all my fluid in that I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went back. I didn't get to walk as much as normal, and uh, didn't do my normal warm up like I would do before GNCC, um, just because I felt like, man, I need to conserve every bit of energy that I can, given how I felt at the time. You know, mm-hmm. I was tired and kind of just sluggish, and it was really a bad decision because the first half <laughs> of the first lap, I just felt terrible. I was like, this is going to be the longest race ever, right. and I'm going to get worked. <laughs> but halfway through, about 15 minutes in, I started feeling good. I got warmed up and mm-hmm. started picking some guys off and got up to second place. And I really felt pretty good until about the two-hour mark. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I started to feel it. I started to cramp a little. I started to get just sluggish. My focus kind of went away. And, um, right. you know, the guy that was in third caught me about 25 seconds on the four, uh, fifth lap. And uh, which that was, we only did six laps. So mm-hmm. at the fifth lap, you know, it was a white flag, and they said, "Hey, he's gaining on you. You know, he, you got 25 seconds on you, but he just gained 25 on you. So right. you better get on it." <laughs> and uh, I, you know, at that point, it was way more mental, mental than it was physical. Um, I just, you know, I told myself, "You're not tired. You know, there's no nothing to save your energy for. Mm-hmm. Lay it down. Put put in your best lap ever." And um, I went faster my last lap of the day. Um, he only gained seven seconds on me the last lap compared to 25 the lap before. So right. I was, uh, I was happy with the way that came out. No doubt. Uh, and this is a career best for you, right? In the GNCC series. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the last round I actually got second too, but so I tied my career best. Tied your career best. Last year you got a third, I think, in, um, one of the last rounds, right? Um, yeah. So you, you've made the switch to GNCC after years and years of, of moto, and I remember talking to you at Indiana last year. You also had a nice race there, a nice moto race there in in, the, in one of the motos. Talked to you there, and you told me, man, it's it's a steep learning curve. Like, uh, And we've seen it. We've seen moto dudes. Uh, it doesn't really matter who you are. You know, um, Ryan Dungey could probably step into the woods and maybe not feel at home. It's, it's a different deal, and you told me that. So it seems like a couple of seconds now, 
I mean, Caleb Russell's killing it, but it seems like you're getting a hold of this thing. You're figuring it out. I feel like I am, you know, little by little. I'm definitely light years above where I was last year, and there's a whole lot of different factors. But, I mean, like you said, the main one is experience. Mm -hmm. And they told me, Barry Hawk told me, which he's a GNCC legend, Steve Hatch, you know, legend, Rodney Smith, legend. They're all like, Mm -hmm. it's going to take you a while. You know, you're not going to kill it the first year, so just be ready for that. And, you know, me, I'm a meathead. Like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna kill it. What right. are you talking about? And, But it, it does. It just takes a long time because the guys I'm racing against have done this their whole life, mm-hmm. and I've never done it. You know, I come from moto, and while that's, you know, I think I feel like I'm, you know, pretty talented on a motorcycle, There's it's so much different. It's crazy different in the woods you know there's just different obstacles that you have to come up against the, the amount of time that you race is obviously different mm-hmm. you, there, you pass 10 times more lappers in the in the woods than you do on a track and you have less room to pass them you know and you're mm-hmm. dealing with rocks and roots and mud and um it's just it's it was a very steep learning curve and i questioned myself last year like i'm not ever going to figure this out because i feel like <laughs> i just started riding Right. Um, but, you know, I, I changed bikes this year. I went to the Husqvarna 350 rather than I rode the 450 last year. And right. That's been, that's been, a, um, it's been awesome. That bike is amazing in the woods. It's, for me, it works really well. Um, and so that's been a big part of it. But like you said, I think the experience is, is the biggest thing. You plan to do any more Moto, moto Nationals? How, how else does the schedule look? I mean, I know you guys are going on yeah. a break here shortly, so. Yeah, I plan to do um, three, mm-hmm. and then um, I was going to do Mount uh, High Point, um, Redbud, and Indiana, and then you know this thing came up with Muddy Creek, so I did it. Um, I don't know that I'll do the, the all three of the you know High Point, Redbud, and Indiana. I'll definitely do High Point this coming weekend. Right. I'll definitely do Indiana. Redbud's still up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I've raced more this year than I think ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing basically four different series you know gncc i've done some enduros i've done some sprint enduros and then <laughs> some nationals and uh so it's every weekend and for a guy that quit doing you know motocross yeah. to be home more i'm gone a lot now so i, I may take red Bud off um which kind of sucks i like that track mm-hmm. and that whole weekend is cool um but it's definitely not my best track so i may set that one out and just kind of have a nice normal fourth of july weekend rather than another race weekend yeah really right uh air group rockstar huskies ryan sipes on the bto sports racer x podcast here um yeah you talk a little bit about that you you stepped away from moto and it wasn't because of couldn't get a ride or anything you're still very much on your game could have easily gotten a ride with some other team but family reasons and you know a whole life of racing uh made you step into the more relaxed gncc series although like we said maybe not so much with your schedule now but do you regret it? Do, is this has this been a positive move for you? Do you do you sit there on a Saturday night when the, the live Supercross is on and, and and think about oh man I you know I could do this you know I could I could I could be back under the the spotlight but uh, talk about the 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 step you made. Um, yeah, I mean I don't. There's no regrets uh, when I look at you know I've got a seven month old son mm-hmm. and I'm here every week for him and I've got a seven year old daughter and I'm here every week for her. There's no regrets. Um, Don't get me wrong. I watch every Supercross like a hawk. Um, (laughs) I'm watching and keeping up with it. I'm the ultimate fan now. And uh, I don't think for one second that I could jump right back in and be on it. I do think if I I had the right, uh, you know, equipment and the right amount of time training and the right, um, you know, track to do it, I still think I could do it. For sure. Um, Yeah, I have no doubt. I I think you could. 
But at the same time, uh, I'm finally figuring this off-road stuff out. Mm-hmm. I'm having more fun with it now. I mean, you know, when you're not good at something, it's not fun. But when you get good at it, it's more <laughs> right, fun. Right. Um, so, um, like I said, this is getting to be more fun now. And, mm-hmm. you know, running my own team, I feel like a, a, a white-collar businessman sometimes. Uh, so right. that, that part's been really fun, too. And, you know, learning the business side of it and the marketing side and just how to how to make a dollar, you know, when, when nobody's just giving it to you. Right. Um, so it's it's a whole like I said a whole new chapter um, which is kind of you, I mean I'm sure you've seen that uh, the video series I do it's called Chapter Two because mm-hmm. this is basically you know the second chapter of my career and that was the whole idea of getting into GNCC is maybe I can extend my you know career riding motorcycles for a couple more years right. you know, doing this other series. Hey, that's what Mike Brown thought and extended his career by twenty. Like seriously, you never <laughs> yeah. know. You know what I mean? Like you're a racer, you've been doing it. You could be Mike Brown. There's, there's no, you know, I mean, you get a hold of this thing a little bit, you get an enduro cross rod or whatever, and next thing you know, Sipes, you're 10 years down the road, you're like, holy crap, you know, because Brownie never thought he would ever still be doing it. Yeah, he's killing it, too. Mm. We just winning gold today. Right. That was awesome. Um, speaking of money, are you making any of the GNCC? I mean, obviously the money isn't there as opposed to the moto days, but is is it doing okay for you? Yeah, I mean, I pay my bills. Yeah. Um, that that's that's the biggest uh you know i guess if if you could say i do have a regret when i look at my bank account that's that's the only thing because i made you know basically twice the money doing moto and stuff and on a good year more than twice Mm -hmm. uh but um i'm i'm making it work i'm paying my bills and and uh and it's it's awesome to have you know rock stars stuck with me from the moto days Mm -hmm. um you know i was with them and for the first year in 2012 and then 13 and they, you know, they renewed my contract at 14 and then 15, and they've been a huge part of it, a reason that I can even do it. Um, GNCC, it's even, I don't want to say worse off, but if you look at the financial landscape of GNCC, it's it's right. pitiful compared to Moto. Um, there's guys riding for free that are contenders. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, uh, and I can't do that. I don't live at home, you know, <laughs> I have bills, I have a family, I have house payment, you know everything so i have to make money you know if i couldn't make money doing this um mm-hmm. i wouldn't do it right i would go work a real job and so i'm just super thankful for air group and rockstar and husky and everybody that's mm-hmm. you know really behind me financially and you know just from a support um perspective because they're really the reason i'm able to do this what's been the biggest thing you've learned from year one to two of the gncc's like what's the biggest uh What's something you know now or you something you're better at now that you really wish you would have been better at last year or picked up sooner or whatever? What's been the secret, do you think? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, the biggest thing is the mental aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's one of the biggest differences from Moto. I mean, I mean, one of the biggest differences. I mean, we like I said, we ride over roots and rocks and mud holes and, mm-hmm. and it's, you don't you don't get any of that in Moto. You know, it's a groomed track, and it gets gnarly. It gets, you know, r- big bumps and ruts and that, but moto guys haven't seen a rut till they come to GNCC because mm-hmm. they're twice as long and twice as deep, and and they don't fix it. <laughs> you know, there's, right, right. there's no fixing it. It gets as bad as it gets. and uh, But, the, you know, really it comes down to the mental part of it because you're going to make mistakes. Everybody, the guy that wins makes right. mistakes right. and in moto it you can ride a perfect race you can go out there and not make a mistake and and just kill it right in gncc 
you ride the perfect race, you still made probably 15 mistakes. <laughs> right, you know, because right. it's just, it's impossible not to. Yeah. With all the, the obstacles that we go over and all the technical riding and that technical riding and that made, you know, as far as the, the when I first got into GNTC, I'd murder those guys in the fields and mm-hmm. in the fast stuff. But as soon as we got to the trees or anything, you know, rocky or rooty right. or technical or mud, um, they just walk away from me. Right. And I'm sitting there going, what, what is my deal? Why can't I figure this out? Mm-hmm. Um, but it just takes riding it and doing it. And, um, yeah. So and the mental side of it, when you do make a mistake, you know, you have to recover. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no other way about it because you still got two hours to race. Yeah. You've got to recover and get back on it and get that focus back and, you know, just keep pushing. Yeah, getting stuck in a mud hole two hours in, you, you know, you got to pull yourself out or it's just, it's got to be, that's got to, it's a real test. That's a real mental, physical test right there. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, and like, even this weekend, like, you know, getting cramps at two hours in, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty bad cramps because right. I raced two, you know, two pro national motos the day before. Right. Um, but you, you've got to find a way mentally just to overcome it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they say mind over matter and, and that's all great when you just say it, but when it comes, they won't stop me. You know, I'm going to keep going. That's a, that's a test. You know, that's a real test. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, the, uh, the moto result, did, were you surprised or going in, did you think, Hey, I think I can top 10 this thing. Uh, what were you hoping for? Or what did you think of your results? Um, I really didn't have any expectations coming in because, like I said, I haven't ridden 450 right. much. I knew my setup wasn't perfect because mm-hmm. I had no testing. Right, and right, four no, days. <laughs> no, company, no company or manufacturer is going to give you the perfect setup without testing. Right. You know, the, having factory suspension is only better if you because you get to test with those factory people. Right, exactly. And I didn't have that opportunity. So, it's you know, it's nothing against them. It's just, you yeah. know, time constraints and everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to test, so... Coming in, I really had no expectations. I kept telling myself, um, you know, in practice, I was 14th fastest and 15th fastest, which is not bad, but right. I kind of got that old feeling like, <laughs> man, you got to pick it up. What's your deal? You got to, you know, you, you got to be faster than that. And then I, I just had to kind of talk to myself and say, I'm doing this for fun. I don't do anymore. I just full time go out and just have fun. And so for, for 1210, I mean, um, I'm. I, I got to be happy with it. I right. would like to have been better, and I know, I know I could have rode a lot better. Um, yeah. Just as far as you know, if I had more time on the bike, I think, and you know, a little better setup. And I was out there going, man, I know I can hit this faster, but I just can't right now because it's just not. I'm not feeling it, you right, know. And, right. But to come out with a 1210, you know, like I said, with all that, I can't be mad about it. I got to be. I'm actually really pretty pumped about it. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is just push it and eat crap or whatever on a race that doesn't count for you, doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and that's yeah. what I, I don't get paid to do nationals. Right, you know, right, right. All the off-road guys called me crazy. You know, even yeah. Rocks or um, um, Husky and that, they're like, you know, you want to be an off-road guy or you want to be a moto guy? And you're going and doing this and you're putting this, you know, and they yeah, called yeah. me crazy. So, yeah, I, I, had, I couldn't push it. I couldn't, you know, go out there and get stupid and, you know, push it 110% and, and risk throwing away what I have in off-road because I feel mm-hmm. like that's that's my career now. And I'm starting to figure that out, and I think I can have a, you know, I can have success in it. And in a way, it would be mm-hmm. really silly of me. Russell's on another level right now, huh? Caleb is just uh, just crushing it. Um, obviously, um, Mullins has got some wrist problems. He's been out for a little bit. What do you got to do? What makes him so great? What makes him um, the, the guy right now? Um, he's just good. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, he's really good. good, right? That that being said, he's beatable. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think I can. Now this weekend, I didn't, had no aspirations of beating him because <laughs> right. I knew, you know, I'm going to do the best that I can do. I'm not going to wait because see, the, the round before um, in West Virginia, GNCC. I led for almost half of the race, mm-hmm. and we kind of went back and forth. And but I was pushing it, mm-hmm. and I was I was pushing it about to my limit of where I as fast yeah. as I can go without falling to right. keep up with him and to you know to be in that battle. And we we pulled almost a minute on third place because mm-hmm. we were pinning it, and uh, and uh, he's beating. I can run that speed this Sunday. I didn't didn't even try because I wanted to save some energy, you know. But right, uh, right. it's it's just going to be more. Um, more experience and working on my weaknesses. Uh, he's really, really good in technical stuff, mm-hmm. and that's that's almost my weakness. You know, I'm better in the open, faster stuff, but right. I feel like I'm getting closer. Um, I'm getting closer to where he's at, and on a good day, I know I can run his speed, you know, and then it then it's, comes down to running it for three hours and, and being there at the end. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race tech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably... 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for race tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore. Some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Race Tech High Performance Springs. These springs are called High Performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10% at uh, Race Tech? Go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast. And we thank you guys. All right. Back to the show. You, uh, if you if you'd been able to race the fourth, the three fifty, uh, in moto, if it, it wasn't homologated, but if you would you have done that, or would you is the the switch to a four fifty for moto the better bike? Yeah, I think you got to ride a four fifty in moto. Right. Um, I'm not a small guy. You know, if I was one hundred and forty pounds, maybe, mm-hmm. but um, I'm one hundred and seventy five. So me going out there and trying to to get a start on a three fifty would be you know the first obstacle, and then jumping everything would be another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, you know, especially Muddy Creek wasn't deep. You know, they didn't really cut it super deep, but right. even still, the 450s, it's just got more power, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it's displacement, you know, it's basic physics, I guess. Right. Um, so I had to jump on that for for the outdoors. I think I would have felt better, you know, just uh, turning and, and just handling the bike on the 350 because mm-hmm. that's all I've ridden since right. December. But, um, you know, to get that start, to be up there with those guys and be able to to match them, you know, power wise, I had to jump on a four fifty. Yeah, no doubt. But the three fifties helped you in GNCC, huh? The switch down to it, it's really uh, helped you. Yeah, yeah, it's been been uh, great for me. Um, they they told me last year. I said, hey, I want to ride the three fifty, and they said, why? And I said, well, I think I'll be better on it. Plus, mm-hmm. the guy that's 
killing us every weekend riding the 350. Right. So there's got to be something to it. <laughs> right. And they said, they said, no, no, you know, guys that ride a 450 never ride a 350 good. It's mm-hmm. always bad. And I said, hey, I raced Supercross and Motocross on a 250 for 10 years. Right. I know how to ride a smaller bike. <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah, so they yeah. said, okay, you know, and they agreed to it. And it's been, it's been probably the, you know, the biggest, the best change for me this year is riding that 350. The bike is absolutely awesome in the woods right. for me as far as, you know, like I said, my my strength is the fast stuff. My weakness is the technical. Yeah. And the 350 helps me a ton in the technical stuff. But I can still, because I'm good in the faster stuff, I can still keep up with the 450s. So. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Hey, uh, before we wrap this up, a couple things. Uh, what's your thoughts on the uh, National Series in general? So we saw Tomac take off, go down with a shoulder injury. Now Dunge's not, got a little bit of a lead on Kenny. And then we got Martin and Muskan emerging in the 250 class as the as the guys. What's your thoughts on the uh, Nationals right now, for just from the outside and from racing one? Um, it's been super exciting to watch. Uh, the first three, um, just Tomac was on another level. He was <laughs> right. <laughs> he was blowing my mind. Really, just I mean, they didn't they didn't even show him that much because he had such a big lead. But yeah. when they did show him, it was like, how is he? You know, he just treating it like there's no bumps there, right. um, you know, and, and who knows if that's what really bit him, you know, at Colorado, but that was an ugly crash. Um, but, yeah, then, you know, Moose Cannon and Jeremy Martin killing it in the 250s. Um, I think the tracks have been super gnarly, but until Muddy Creek, it really wasn't bad. They, and I think maybe maybe Tomac getting hurt uh, dialed them back a little bit on, you know, mm-hmm. maybe let's prep this track a little more um, because they didn't cut it deep. You know, they prepped a little bit of it, and it wasn't so bad, um, which I think was good. It definitely helped me, yeah. and I think it's it's better racing. I mean, it's one thing, you know, the track getting early is cool and all, and it's fun, but if people are just getting hurt, there's that that's just setting mm-hmm. you back. You know, there's no point in that. So let's keep that track where everybody can race it and stay on the bike. Yeah, you've ridden Muddy, Muddy Creek probably 100 times. Um, I've been there three times. Well, I raced a four-stroke national with, with Kelly Smith back, way back in the day. Um, but this was the best prepped Muddy Creek I'd ever seen. Traction nice, good ruts, nothing crazy, really nicely prepped track. Oh, yeah, and that's what I was telling Davey after the Davey Coons at the mm-hmm. race. Like, this is the best one, you know, because it wasn't a three-mile rut, you know, coming down that first hill. And right. It wasn't. It wasn't so bad, and it seemed like they 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 changed some of the corners a little bit, you know. And and new nationals are always tough, you know. That they mm-hmm. always they never come together like you think they're going to. Like the first year, all the turns, the rut led you off the track, so everybody was blown off the track. And it seemed like they fixed some of that this year. It was better, um, and it didn't get super gnarly, but it still got some lines. Yeah. And I thought the racing was really good. Right. Uh, how's your brother doing? Justin Sipes got hurt um, sometime in Supercross, I think. How's he doing? How's the recovery going? When are we going to see Pooh back on the track? Um, he just got back on the bike last week, so he's okay. kind of um, taking it easy, you know, taking his time with this injury because he he really can't afford to get hurt again. He's been hurt so much the past mm-hmm. couple of years. I think he might try to race the last national this year. I told him, right. you know, there's no rush. There's nothing for you to prove. Nobody's seen you ride for three years, basically. So, <laughs> yeah, really, so don't right. rush back. But I think yeah. I think what he's going to try to do maybe is the last national. And I think he's got some plans um, and some – I think the people in Australia want him to come over and maybe do the Supercross series over there. So Sweet. that's what he's planning on doing. Well, cool. Uh, Ryan Sipes uh, doing the double this weekend. Uh, Muddy Creek won on Saturday and Ohio GNCC on Sunday. 
your goddamn American hero, Sipes. That's gnarly. Um, it was uh, it was a nice job too. Top ten and a second 450 moto and, and second place in the GNCC. And uh, yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, Air Group Rockstar Huskies, uh, Ryan Sipes. Thanks for doing this, Sipes, and uh, congrats, man. Now, now go go drink some liquids. <laughs> All right, thanks for having me. I'll see you. All right, thanks, Sipes. See ya. This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over five hundred more great motocross podcasts. And the months and the years come.